we all have hopes and dreams. We all perceive of what our lives might look like if things were different. Uh, And we set our hearts on some kind of expectation that things will be different. Um, This proverb is teaching us that it's important to have the right hopes. Uh, Solomon is saying that when your hope is uh, for the wrong things, that your life will be filled with disappointment. But when your hope is for the right things, you'll enjoy the realization of your hopes. It'll be as a tree of life. It'll be, um, uh, 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 it'll be the blessings of God uh, bestowed upon you. So how do you know or how do you determine whether your hopes are for the right things or the wrong things? And to answer this question, we need to understand the nature of hope itself. In his devotional book, New Morning Mercies, Paul David Tripp provides a a very helpful description of hope. Uh, He says that hope always has three elements, uh, an assessment, an object, and an expectation. First, uh, hope looks uh, around and assesses that something or someone could be better than it is, that, that something or someone is somehow broken. And if things were, were as perfect as they could be, then there would be no need for hope. The fact that there is hope indicates that something is not right. Second, hope always has an object. Uh, it's the person or thing you ask to fix what is broken or to deliver what you desire. In other words, the object is the thing or person you're banking your hope on. And third, hope always has an expectation. This is what you ask the object of your hope to give you. It's what you want the object of your hope to deliver. Now this is helpful because it gives us a paradigm by which we can assess our hopes. If your hopes are not being realized, then you have these three things to consider. And the first thing to consider is whether you've rightly assessed your situation. Maybe you think something or someone can be better than it is, but that's not a realistic assessment. Uh, your, so your assessment is skewed. After, you know, and, <clears throat> and if your assessment is skewed, uh, then your hope is built on an inaccurate perception of reality, which explains why your hope is not being realized. The second thing to consider is whether you've placed your hope in the wrong object. Many people are looking to human relationships to uh, fix what's broken in their lives. Uh, They place all their hopes in their spouse to make everything right for them. Or they place all their hopes in their children to make everything right for them. Or they place all their hope in a friend or a pastor, or a counselor, or a therapist. Other people, they place their hope, the object of their hope is in possessions. They think homes, cars, boats, and money will be able to deliver what they desire. Other people place their hope in experiences. They think that if they can just do this, or they could just go there, then that'll fix all the problems or deliver all the things that they desire. As Christians, 
We need to recognize that human relationships, possessions, and experiences were never intended to be the objects of our hope. God didn't give you a spouse so that person could become the object of your hope, nor did he give you children so they can be, become the object of your hope. He never intended for possessions to be the object of your hope, and he never intended for experiences to be the object of your hope. Psalm 146 verse five describes the proper object of your hope. It says, happy is he whose hope is in the Lord his God. Happy is he whose hope is in the Lord his God. If you're experiencing unfulfilled hopes, then consider the object of your hope. Is your hope in the Lord your God? Or is it in someone or something else? Who or what are you asking to fix your problems or deliver what you desire? Only when God is the object of your hope is it sure and secure. Which is to say, only God is able to give your soul the rest that it needs, the rest that it's seeking. Only God is able to deliver the internal peace that every human being hungers for. Only God is able to provide that tree of life blessing that Solomon is writing about here in Proverbs 13, 12. And the third thing to consider is whether your expectation is right. Is the thing that you want, uh, uh, is the thing that that you want the object of your hope to provide, uh, is that consistent with the will of God? Is the thing you want the object of your hope to give you righteous? Is it lawful? Is it helpful? Is it edifying? Is it profitable? Does it build you up in the faith? Does it glorify the Lord your God? Sometimes the reasons our hopes are not realized is because we have the wrong expectation. Start by checking whether your expectation is selfish. James 4 verse 3 says very plainly that you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your own pleasures. So even if you have rightly assessed the situation and even if the Lord God is the object of your hope, if your expectations are selfish, then this would explain why your hopes are not being realized. The Apostle Paul says in Romans 5.5 that hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint, he says. And he's writing, of course, about biblical hope. Uh, He's saying that hope which is established in in a proper assessment, whose object is the Lord and has a righteous expectation, this hope will not disappoint you, brothers and sisters. It will not disappoint. It'll be to you as a tree of life. It'll be to you the blessings of God made manifest in your life. But if your heart is sick, if, you, if, if, if your hope has disappointed you, then that's because you have a wrong hope. Somewhere along the line, you got off track. 
Either you assess the people and circumstances of your life incorrectly, or you made something other than the Lord the object of your hope, or you have a wrong expectation. One, two, or maybe even all three of these things are contributing to your disappointment. And if you're disappointed, if your heart is sick because of unfulfilled hope, then my concern is twofold. First, if you have the wrong hope, I want you to have the right hope. I want you to know and experience the blessings of having the, uh, your righteous hopes realized. But second, I'm concerned that you may have sinned in your disappointment. I'm concerned that you may have doubted the Lord's love for you. I'm concerned that you may have attributed evil to the Lord. I'm concerned that you may have alleged that he did not keep his promises to you or that he has abandoned you or that he has forsaken you. And if this is how you've responded to the disappointments of unfulfilled hope, then confess these sins to the Lord. He is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness because we have an advocate with the Father, Christ Jesus, the righteous. So where the Holy Spirit has borne witness to you of your sins this morning, whether that's the sins associated with the disappointments of unfulfilled hopes or any other sin that the, that the Spirit has burdened your heart with, Remember that God pardons and forgives all who truly repent while trusting in the atoning work of Jesus Christ. Repentance includes confession, and so let us confess our sins to the Lord.